Oh, hello. My name is Dylan Gott. And my name is Dylan. Wait, what? Whoa. And this week we're talking about a man who was one of the greatest football players of all time and now has a talk show that John Hastings watches a lot. Shannon Sharp. I've watched two episodes. Let me tell let me tell you this. This is something I've learned. You want to get me to watch something? Look into the camera and go, there's a black comedian fucking just telling gossip on this. It's by the way, for the first hour and a half, you will be bored in a way that is violent. But then he's gonna look at the camera and go, Let me tell you about Steve Harvey's wig, and you're gonna go, This is why we wake up. Wait a minute. So you watched the Cat Williams thing and were bored for an hour and a half? No, the Monique one I was bored. The Monique one I was bored, but I I knew she goes in on DL Hughley. And also, like, Monique is so evil. Like, she just comes across as, like, just an ass that it's very, it's sort of. Really? Why is that? I don't, there's just something about, like, I don't know anything about the feud between her and DL Hughley. It's just the way that Monique starts every sentence with, like, big giant like you know we're talking about family you know you know in the same way that any comedian i've just met if they immediately bring up let me tell you who i love my wife in my head i'm going this guy's gonna fuck a waitress this weekend in the same way like, <laughs> like it has that same tone where she's like i like my family and i'm like there's four people in a room in a house that she owns and they are not allowed to leave that room like that's just the vibe of it and she's time was you'd speak to mark Marin. Who is a melting down person with a personality disorder? I think that you're confusing it. Like, I don't think. When was the last time Mark Maron had like a black comedian who talked to him like they were peers? Time was Mark Maron is where comedians went to go. Like, we'd learn about the lore and the shade of comedians in like the 2010s. That's where we would get like, whoa, they didn't like each. Todd Glass is gay. What? And now it's like. Cat Williams is the best. We knew this, but it's even more true. <laughs> yeah, but I think that you're conflating that with like Mark Marin's podcast was always him. And then like, yeah, Todd Glass, him and Louis C.K. had that weird passive aggressive. Like, well, you know, I the reason I didn't like you is because of this. Well, here's the reason I didn't like you. And at oh no point God, yeah. is Mark Marin mentioning that this guy who he knows very well blocks the door and watches, makes people watch him jack off. Yeah, it's which so is a really funny recasting, but it's like a different show because, OK, it's such a different. Here's show. how There's a comedian no like Club Shay Shay, because no show, no show could be allowed. Shannon Sharp television. doesn't have a Shannon Sharp doesn't have any dog in the fight. None. B Shannon Sharp is a television personality who's been on television consistently for 30 years now. Is that true? Yeah. All right. So that Shannon Sharp is a his- professional American football player. He was too big to be a wide receiver. He was widely thought to be too big to be a wide receiver or too slow to be a wide receiver and too small to be a uh, tight end. He rises to prominence with the Denver Broncos um, and is the linchpin of that entire offense that wins back-to-back Super Bowls in the late 90s. And everyone else on the entire team is well bill romanowski is a flat-out fucking psychopath but everyone else on the team is just like oh i'm just happy to be here you know i wake up in the morning i have what the surgeon general says to eat for breakfast i kiss my mom on the exact lips eyes open both of us so we can see how much we like it and then shannon sharp is like yes i was drafted in the seventh round i will fuck your dad after this that is guarantee the trophy to me is breaking up your father and mother's marriage 
the Super Bowl is secondary. So what you're saying is it's the best of all worlds, which is it's the 90, it's 90s athletes, and there's only two. One type is exactly as Dylan described. It's my cheat day. You know what that means? One and a half bowls of oats for breakfast. And then the other guy is literally like, I just smoked crack with your mom so that your mom failed your drug test, and then your mom got fired at work. You want to know why I did that? Because you need a fucking edge in the game. Also, <laughs> I thrive in chaos. I stole your car. Like those guys. Like just like, hey, that guy That guy was a bully and always won. Yeah, sometimes life is unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's an underdog. Shannon Sharp's an underdog because his his brother, Sterling no Sharp. No one has what... those kinds of thighs and is an underdog, sir. He he's was an, an underdog. underdog. You, all an right, underdog so there was like nearly 300 professional football players drafted before him. They wouldn't give him a shot. To play in the league, he finally does, and he's literally one of the best tight ends of all time. He redefined how you play that sport. And to put things in perspective of how popular football is, there are two colors when you talk about the widest watched broadcasts of all time in North America. There are colors for everything else, and there is a color for football. So this guy multiple times a year was being seen by more people than watched the finale of mash or whatever fucking the moon landing yeah here's what's crazy about that that does not come across when you're watching club shay shay what comes what you what he like presents on that show is he comes across like the charming guy on the team that like one time caught a ball with his helmet like he he does not come across like a once in a generation definitional athlete, he comes across as the like, I would have that's been how he sees man. himself because even you see a six four guy who's 260, 270, still on the most roids, buddy, can literally at 50 bench press. Juiced, buddy. You know what he's having for breakfast? OJ. Oh, and yeah. he is not getting the machine out, man. <laughs> <laughs> he can he bench press 500 OT. pounds at 50. Yeah. That guy, he's... that guy does not bench. Those are purely cosmetic muscles, and he will still try and fight you. He will tear both quads doing it. He tried to fight he tried to fight an entire basketball team last year. What are you talking about? Tell me the story right now. What do you mean? What do you mean? Which basketball team? Please the, tell the me. Memphis the Memphis Grizzlies, Ja Morant, who was Ja Morant got caught with a gun like three times. He went on Instagram live with a gun. <laughs> And they were going back and forth. And Shannon Sharp, you haven't seen the Shannon Sharp photo where Shannon Sharp's walking away. Literally five people tried to attack Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp was like, I'll fucking fight all of you. You're basket, no like, which is so funny because he's like, okay, yeah, you're pretty big. You're also a basketball player. Basketball and I've player. seen you guys punch. So yeah. I'm going to fucking razor's edge you through the fucking floor. I got Shannon Sharp's right fucking now. awesome. I, by the way, here's the TV show I want to see, which is, and by the way, Dana White, you want to be able to sell a UFC in the sphere? Here's how you do it. It's a UFC pay-per-view, but it's athletes from other sports. So it's like great one v. great one, Lemieux v. Gretzky in the octagon, Shannon Sharp versus just a bunch of orangutans or something crazy like that. You know what I mean? Shannon Sharp versus three people with guns. Just let's get fucking crazy. You yeah, know Shannon I mean? Sharp is a 55-year-old man who tried to fight a bunch of professional athletes. I love I got to tell you, this makes these interviews even fucking crazier. Where is this guy? When Cat Williams is literally like him in his face and being like, "I didn't realize that Earthquake is like Shannon Sharp's best friend." And Cat Williams is like, 
your best friend's illiterate. Like, <laughs> which, by Cannon the way, Sharp. is my new favorite insult. Hey, Dylan, 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 Dylan. Yes. You can't read. <laughs> Shannon Sharp won three Super Bowls. Man, he is, he is truly one of the best 90s athletes of ever. That's when you're getting a rim job and people are like, hey, what? He was, uh, yeah, he was on a team with a guy who probably saw a murder, Ray Lewis. I mean, 10,000 yards was, receiving, uh, buddy. He's first fucking... of all, Dylan, let's amend that. This was before Ray Lewis. Uh, I'm also, wasn't it not saw, but very much participated in a murder? Maybe helped out. I've always, I've never really looked into it, but like maybe helped clean up a murder. But anyway, Shannon Sharp's brother was on pace to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. No one gave a shit about him. They didn't let, they didn't let him play. And keep in mind, the Denver Broncos fucking sucked, and they wouldn't let him play. This. They finally yeah. let him play, and he's amazing. He's imme- like pretty much they let him play, and then he's first team all pro, which means he's the best at that position in the National Football League. <laughs> and then they, they it's 1968, so he they pretty much let him start playing at like 26. Is that right? No, he was 24 when they started giving him. Uh, I remember. I remember Still. all of this, and here's why: is my grandmother, who is uh, who was the most competitive psychopath ever, but really into tennis, and then in around the late 90s discovered football. And then if you were just near her, you're watching football. And I remember, I've never I just remember a woman in her mid 80s, just in like a very intense old lady dress, stood up in the middle of the living room, didn't know the names of the teams, just going go blue. Blue, go blue. <laughs> she smoke inside? Absolutely not. But she did have ashtrays in case one of her guests smoked. And I believe oh, that's a, good. There was also, I believe, cigarettes in case a guest wanted to smoke, which is such an extra level. Which is like, oh, we don't. That's a filthy habit. Please smoke. But, but please, if you have any inclination, there are no impediments. Yeah, we did that for a party once. We had like a, we had just oh. like a bowl of uh indigenous cigarettes that you could just have one where it's like we don't have belmonts if you want to fight if you want to fight with your throat there's a bowl no one this is i was explaining this to someone recently because i was like oh my god we were close to a reserve and i was like we'll get a bag of cigarettes and they're like what are you talking about and i was like oh in canada you can drive onto a native reservation and walk into and i'm not making this up a literal shed and in that shed you can purchase cigarettes that are just made by a native person. <laughs> and by I mean made, I mean you see a guy with a bunch of loose tobacco and a cigarette machine making them and then putting them in a bag. Yeah, and then they cost what you think that would. 20 bucks. I don't know how much they cost anymore. I was, I was on, I did a show on a reserve and I really was like, fuck, maybe I should fucking just buy Yeah, some. you should have. I got to tell you, I just had that thought. I was like, if I was on a reserve, it would be, I'd be like, we're fucking old. Oh, yeah, let's start smoking again full on. But, yeah, uh, Shannon Sharp, after, obviously, after his time on uh, in the NFL, he becomes a television personality because he gains a reputation what as a guy who will say whatever the fuck. Imagine being the best NFL player in Denver, Colorado. Like, the thing, I guarantee Shannon Sharp just assumes that if you go into a restaurant, it's free. Like, there is no way. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's never, yeah. Shannon Sharp just assumes if you are you are a person, you want to suck his dick. Because for a period of time, that was probably... How long did he live in Denver and play for the Denver Broncos? For that period of time, once he proved himself, 
Anytime he just walked into a business, the concierge was just like, listen, I don't usually go in for this, but if you would like me to tongue your asshole after you take a shit, I will do that. I love football. And then after that, he gradually gets on television and he has a show with Skip Bayless. Okay, um, let's talk about who Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is the is your fucking your dad after three scotches the person. Skip Bayless is the most contrary dick passive. Uh, actually, basketball would be better with a square ball. He's not, buddy. He's not passive. Pardon me. Yeah, and also, correct. like so Skip Bayless has done things Michael amazingly Jordan's where it's like actually actually a little girl. I have the evidence. He did one great thing where he was calling out a basketball player, Chris Bosh, and Chris Bosh was like, I bet you won't say it to fate to my face. And then Skip Bayless said, you're a bad rebounder and I hate you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if you look into his also, here's why he came to prominence. He wrote an entire book about the Dallas Cowboys. What was the big part of the book? Troy Aikman's gay. That was in it. Troy Aikman's gay. And Troy Aikman, (laughs) as a man who's never been insulted in his life because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, was like, I'm not gay. I'm not I'm not fucking gay, which is what you would say if you're you're gay. So, yeah. So he just was like, that's a stupid thing to say. I'm not even fucking gay. And Skip was like, that sounds gay. And then that was the whole. First of all, Skip Bayless was not smiling. Skip Bayless is the, also the thing if you look like Skip Bayless's childhood, by the way, if you want to know how you get this, Skip Bayless's childhood is described as his father was a vicious alcoholic, according mm-hmm. to neighbors in the 1950s. If in the 50s, people are like, well, that guy's a drunken asshole. Imagine his dad, I guarantee every morning burned the house down. Your fault, Skip. Your fucking fault, bitch. So, yeah, Shannon Sharp is on Skip and Shannon Undisputed, basically. <laughs> Once they Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith join and then they separate and they like Shannon Sharp likes to talk shit. Um, he's on the NFL and CBS and Monday Night Football. So it's kind of like how you get Club Shay Shay is him transitioning out. Like Skip Bayless is a really good pinpoint for like he talks so much shit with so little to back it up that he will you can pivot out of being on a sports show because this guy talks so much shit he'll just be like and i also know how the economy works like (laughs) you can really like fucking spread out from that skip bayless what i do love about skip bayless is skip bayless thinks he's right and thinks he can physically intimidate all of those athletes and i really really i really like it he's a five foot five asshole that is an american right there this man is seven uh this man's seven uh seven three four fifty of muscle I'm five five one ten. I'm gonna call him a little bitch. <laughs> he's, but he's also like, I'm just gonna be famous, and I'm just gonna talk shit about people. I do not think Skip say libelous things on television I don't think until that you under. I think you need to look at Skip Bayless's eye. Skip Bayless, I'm doing this so Daddy can't hurt me. Is what everything <laughs> Skip Bayless is actually saying. You're not Daddy. You don't scare me. You're not Daddy. You don't scare me. Well, Skip Bayless would also talk about how he was like a college athlete. And then it was finally revealed like, yeah, I have your college stats. You played one minute of one game. (laughs) It was the best minute that's ever happened. Let me tell you who doesn't play any good minutes. LeBron James. Another thing that Skip Bayless, all three, Shannon Sharp also needs to learn how to, uh, is also very good at the unnecessary segue. Dylan, uh, you got a red microphone. I once threw a tomato at a man and then he died. Like (laughs) 
Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Of the way to say something about things you have no idea, and he should write a book. Like Skip Bayless clearly doesn't really like the like or know he ha it's one of those things. He has to have an opinion on absolutely everything. And it must be fucking awesome to be like one of Skip Bayless's writers, because I do think he's like I don't think he has writers. I think that he has a gr- Do you know how awesome it would be to be like twenty five and be like, Hey Skip, I've thought of a take that's gonna make everyone try and throw their TV at a wall. <laughs> and then he's like, That's great. LeBron James you... could never invest properly. He's too tall. <laughs> Everyone just like throws their TV off the top of their house. I can't see a computer well enough yeah. to invest. Do you think that Jim Rome and Skip Bayless have conversations where they try to out hot take each other? If Lawrence I think Jim Rome's too much moon? of a person. Yeah, Jim Rome is too much of a person. Jim Bro- So here's the thing. We did the Jim Rome episode a million years ago, and it's like Jim Rome, his bread and butter is the callers. Yeah, Skip Bayless's bread and butter is uh is calling out athletes and getting it's him in your physical or ultra tech. Okay, yeah, you're correct. Jim Rome, when you do a call in show, you're on the radio for like four hours. Skip Bayless is just like thirty minutes of just fucking insanity, and Shannon Sharp just fucking screaming at him. Yeah, it's true. But also, Shannon Sharp doesn't seem to ever make any points. Like he just sort of says a collection. It's a, it feels like every time Shannon Sharp says a word, he forgets all other words and then tries a new word. Dylan lemons <laughs> but also he's got a really good thing where it's like for cat williams the cat williams interview i haven't seen the monique one but for the cat williams interview he didn't have to interview anyone cat williams just sat down and started screaming and it was three hours and it was a tour de force he already has now implied because i did a real deep dive uh has now implied that like cat williams was coming in toasty like he literally said he's like he's in giving some interview he's like now and like Shen Sharp's basically like, I don't know how, how much you know about people, but if someone's coming in and going like this a lot, I feel like that they're really toasted. And I'm just like, what does Shannon Sharp think that Cat Williams was on? And what was Cat Williams on? But yeah, I think Cat Williams literally like, also Shannon Sharp made a great point of he's like, he showed up early. And like that was like a like a like that was and I know what he means where he's like, This guy's a fucking loose cannon. And if he got, showed up early, that means whatever he took, he took on purpose so that he was ready to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, he also has, I think one of the first episodes was Brittany Renner. For those of you that don't know, it's just basically a Instagram hot lady who then just her whole comments call her a gold digger because she dated an NBA player. Sounds right. More cha- things change more than stay the same. There is nothing that the internet is harder on than a woman in her 30s who dates a man in his 20s. They're like, oh. that is a fucking Epstein level pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Like they just assume the woman is on, is the Epstein list, not on. Is it's tattooed on her body? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Club Shay Shay launches. Launches, yes, twenty twenty one. That's crazy. So it's part of the great COVID podcast craze. I guess also it's like, man, I wish Club Shay Shay just makes me want to get hammered. Oh my god! Right. It's like why a bunch of you, oak. Just, just why do you have a fireplace? What the fuck? Here's the, I'll never stop saying this about podcasts. We had a great medium going on, and then someone was like, you know what we need to do? Television. Oh, like interesting, cool shows that are just created straight to audience? No. Various versions of The View, but with people who don't know how to fucking talk. No, it's like, what if Charlie Rose had a better set? As soon as this all happened when Charlie Rose got done in the Me Too movement. I wouldn't say it's just everyone just Charlie doing Rose. Charlie Rose. No, but yeah, like, but no, yeah, but not that many people are aware it's Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Rose is not a Durager reference. 
I mean, I don't know what Durrigur means, but I mean, like you do dropping a Charlie Rose reference. You love Charlie Rose. I'm just saying, man. Uh, everyone, here's what happened during Me Too. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, Weinstein!" And then they saw Charlie Rose. You're like, Charlie Rose from PBS. Well, that's a good idea. And then that's how podcasts are now. <laughs> that is just two guys, true. two guys talking around a desk. That's that's yeah. it. That's what podcasts First of are. All, talking at each other pretty much like you listen to like this podcast we talk over each other once in a while i was listening to a podcast i just i'm trying to fucking put some joy in my life because every podcast is just like uh whatever you fear it's already here so i was trying to just listen to a comedy podcast and it was literally just two people talking over each other not even at cross purposes just different topics just not acknowledging each other and i'm just like yeah this is where we're at now and you know what i'm here for it stop moving the camera i feel like i'm going in maybe it was over zoom that's what happens with us no it was not over zoom that was even more insane hey john you know how off air you were saying that we think you think the phrase no homo should be in the u.s constitution <laughs> well instead of talking to me about that why don't you rate review and subscribe i mean the fact that like Man, I wish I like had a bunch of money so I could also have a dope living room. I just put put a hot podcast equipment in and then just like can write it all off. I seriously, when I figured out the amount of comedians and people in show business just had a fuckload of family money, when that happened in 2018 and I stopped tr literally spasming being like, "How the fuck can all like I guess I'm just doing the wrong gigs or something? Like how are all of you people able to be like you know, I live by myself, and I just I just got a podcast studio because I need a space to, like, write. And it's like, space to write? Like, I can barely fucking afford these shoes, motherfucker. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> like, Go to the gas station. That's where I write. Yeah, just living oh, in London. Oh, wow. That's cold. <laughs> living in London, unable to figure out why everyone can afford to stay in gig in London for 20 pounds, and you have to go to fucking... I stopped writing in the middle of everywhere because it's like, first of all... I remember someone telling me I'm going to go get a beer and write at a bar. And I was like, oh. okay, Hemingway, go suck your own dick while you're there, you exactly. fucking pussy. And secondly, uh, our mutual friend Chris Betts told me to go write in the park. He advised me to do that. And for some reason, I was like, that sounds like a good idea. I've told you the story. I was in the middle of Finsbury, like directly in the middle of Finsbury Park in London. I believe I was staying at your place at the time around by Finsbury Park. Learned I had to shit my pants and then just shit my pants halfway to your place and then just threw my pants out in a garbage, <laughs> like my underwear in, a gar in your garbage, took the garbage out, put it in another person's garbage because I'm a gentleman. Damn right. And then went in your house and cried. Yeah. I don't know if you had told me that story, but I want you to know you're not the only person living in that house who shit their pants in that park. You know what I'm 100%. saying? A hundred percent. But that's like, that's what it is. So if you're, if you're going to write, just write, write where you are. You don't need to invent reasons to write. I write on my, I have a little back, a uh, little outside area right out there. No one can see me. And that's good. I'll Here's see what you. I do. I turn my fireplace on high. I put mo all the clothes I own on and I stand in front of the fireplace. That's how I write. Hey, but you piss. Yeah. To make heat, you got to be in heat. You know what you, if you want to fucking kill him, you got to be hot. Yeah. And then I write the word cunt over and over again. Cunt, <laughs> cunt, 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 cunt. What do you think the new comedy trend is going to be? That we're, as in, like we've reinvented Club Shay Shay. Me being on Club Shay Shay. Oh my god, I would love to do Club Shay. I don't have enough messiness. I'd have to be like Club Shay Shay is going to is like one step away no, but from it's a hard pivot. I would say that what Club Shay because he's now discovered Shannon because all Brittany Renner is, which is so funny. Here's one of my favorite things about Club Shay Shay, and I see this meme all the time. It's like Shannon Sharp did a spit take when Brittany, because Brittany Renner said how many men she'd had sex with, and it was 38. 
And she was, and then he did a spit take, and he was like, "What? That's so many." And I was like, "Shannon Sharp, there's from no way N- you haven't fucked under 250 women." Yeah, from an NFL. Yeah, no, but he also that's what Shannon Sharp is saying. Like, yeah, for a man, that's fine. What I'm saying yeah. is, <laughs> for a man, 250 is low. Yeah, for a man, 250 is just proving that I am not gay. But I'm people sure. were like, 38. She's a fucking whore. Oh my god! Listen, this this is a new thing. The fucking nightmare of like conservative TikTok. No one's talking about how the influence of conservative TikTok on fucking people. So you hear these phrases of like, "What's her body count?" Who gives an absolute fuck? Also, quite frankly, I'm gonna be totally honest. If you're speaking to a 38 year old and they say, "I've only slept with one person," get the fuck away from them because that person, there's a story there, and they are either really bad at boning. Or they've only been practicing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think barring religion, you should be above 10. No, I'd be sometimes five. If you've been in a relationship your entire 20s, you know what I'm saying? I'd say That's five. true. No judgment for anything. No, no, I'll judge you. Anyway, yeah, let's, ju- let's judge. Let's have me, a little guy who looks like something that was found under a couch after three years, talk about sex numbers. But Disagree. Shannon Sharp doing yeah, a spit take, which makes sense like... that he's in his mid-50s. I mean, I was like, that's judgmental. And I'm like, oh, he's 55? Yeah, I mean, a 55-year-old man finding out you've had sex out of wedlock is a lot for them. <laughs> yeah, but again, but you have to factor in the NF. He was, he was the king of Denver. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of like, course. I guarantee Shannon Sharp backwards Kangle hat too. He was one of the. He was oh, one of the like. Oh my god! He was one of the guys. Tur- how many turtleneck sweaters do you think he was wearing in the night? Just a. No one talks about this trend in the late '90s and early 2000s. There was a period of time where, I, how hot is it outside? Oh, it's very hot. Oh, I better wear a thick turtleneck sweater then. <laughs> He's also like this is the other thing I forgot when I l- I just looked him up here. Extremely small for a football player of that position. How so it's tall like. Is he? He's only this is gonna sound silly, but he's only six one and a quarter. So it's like usually oh, guys who play that position. Yeah, yeah. Usually guys that play that position are like your height minimum. It's like six four is a minimum for a tight end, usually, because you want to be okay. like an extra offensive lineman. Shannon Sharp meets us. He's commenting on my height right away. Like he's right, like it is a thing he's noticed, and he's like, You're tall. What do you you play ball at a me- theater school, sir? Ah, he'd be angry at me thinking when he could buy it at that height. <laughs> Shannon Sharp would be great. It's, meeting Shannon Sharp would be fantastic, but also it'd be weird to be like, this guy could be our dads, but he's also people will be like, that guy's younger than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, he's you... also one of the only people he can get away with pleated khakis with a t shirt tucked into it, and everyone's like, that seems fine. Yeah, there, that's a special weird... type of guy. Him and the yeah, you're Rock. Totally right. Yeah, there's a weird thing of because of testosterone availability and the acceptance of cosmetic surgery for males. There's this weird class of 50 year old now who dresses like saxophone players or painters from the <laughs> early 90s. And they absolutely can't. Yeah. Like just tucked in. You're so right. With billowy t shirt. Billowy t shirt. Billowy t shirt. Like a, like a neck here. The neck ends here. And their pants. We like, got to start they, fucking dressing like that. They blast you. We certainly do. We need to be dressing like it would be weird if someone yelled, "Who? Excuse me, Cubby!" If we don't turn around, they'd be like, "Oh, I don't. I guess those guys aren't named Cubby." Yeah, self-satisfied professor look. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be ups. It wouldn't be odd that one of us was wearing a captain's hat for a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to wear a captain's hat just oh, around. My God. Why have I not been wearing a cap? I've been wearing a baseball cap this whole time, like some sort of fucking servant. Ahoy hoy. 
Yeah. Uh, welcome aboard. The Laugh Train. Yeah. That's good. That's your new Edinburgh show. But it's also people who are athletes, much like Shannon Sharp, trying to duplicate his success. But, like, they have to go for a lower tier of celebrity. Cam Newton, former most valuable player in the NFL, who, if you pull up a picture of Cam Newton now, if you want to Google that, just put Cam Newton now looks like a jacked scarecrow like he has just like he but the thing about cam newton was cam newton is not he doesn't stir the pot like shannon sharp does what cam newton does is he's just like really into fashion so much younger than shannon sharp just retired but like cam so where shannon sharp will be like i have Brittany renner who was a uh wife or sorry a wag of pj washington a professional basketball player cam newton's like i'm interviewing what is it chisayan rock who's just like a fucking straight up mess i want to say a couple of things sure one i like cam newton's dress sense two i think that um i sort of see what you're saying but i think there's actually much more of a strategy to those messes in that everything in the internet now is just to generate attention towards the internet and if you're someone like shannon sharp you will sit down with a nerd and go, what drives traffic? Like, I don't think that he's looking at it in terms of low-tier celebrity. I think that they've broken it down like an athlete would to, like, you need to get controversial figures on. Desperate people will do desperate things. Call Cat Williams. Well, also, Shannon Sharp was on television during, like, in 2020, talking to Skip Bayless about, like, Black Lives Matter and the George Floyd stuff. So it's like, oh my God, was... where did Skip Bayless come down on that? That must have been, I don't know. Do they work for ESPN? I guarantee the day that they I heard. I think it was Spot Fox Sports 1, but it was like, so Shannon Sharp was on TV where you had to talk about politics because there was no sports. Yeah. But they were like, oh get on God. TV and say some shit. And he was like, sounds so crazy. But he was like the voice of a lot of people during the pandemic where it was like people saying crazy shit. And then Shannon Sharp had to be like, here's how I feel about this. And people were like, good point, Shannon Sharp. I missed all of this. This was the period of time where and I got to tell you, people don't like me saying this, but I'll say it. This was the height of my pandemic time. I was in my apartment. I had a lot of cigarettes. I had video games and I worked out like a prisoner and I had no idea what was going on. Like someone had to inform me of what happened with George Floyd. Like I found out two days later and it was fucking, oh, I did. I missed all of this. John just did taxi driver, but without the part where you go outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I was just, did you ever shave your own head during that time? Uh, I did it twice. <laughs> shave your own head. Shave my own head. <laughs> John, John, were you still married? Oh yeah. <laughs> You're married. <laughs> Not with married. your wife, smoking cigarettes in a box, shaving your own head. Just some... shaving my own <laughs> head. Just hey, man, playing. the pandemic was good for all of us. I got some time to smoke alone while shaving my head. Time to smoke alone, to rest. Hey, but because I also in that period of time had realized that in the last year, in 52 weeks, I had been in my own house for five of those weeks cumulatively, not in a row, spread out over a year. So part of it was also like I was just like, well, you don't have to move. I finally, I finally realized what, the, what my normal was was I was so tired I thought I was dying. Yeah, no, I just, I, thank God, I don't know what would have happened in 2020 if not for that pandemic. I think like my pancreas would have burst or something like that. I was just like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah, in retrospect, I should have just done what I'm doing 
with social media during the pandemic, but I remember at the time being so fucking pumped that I didn't have to do comedy for a bit. <laughs> like yeah. I was like a natural break. Let's fire it up. Yeah, I was fucking we were everyone was fucking <laughs> exhausted. It was fucking great. I don't like people are like, do you feel I feel no bad? Like anything I'm able to do now is because I fucking sat on my ass for a while and chilled the fuck out. Yeah, and also, like, if your parents died, tough shit. It was worth it so we could get a little break. Thank you very much. It's actually more worth it because I knew someone else was suffering. But that was the crazy thing about, like, pro sports happened or stopped happening for two weeks, and then everyone looked around and was like, hey, <laughs> racism is fucking crazy right now. And then they were like, get sports back. <laughs> get sports yeah. back. Make the NBA players go into the same home hell. We get sports back right fucking now. Yeah. You Stop tell these fucking, fucking LeBron, yeah, he can fucking win the championship, but they need Just shut to be the fuck up. Playing. Just shut fucking get, up. stop it. Stop just fucking, let's fucking, that was great. Oh my God, anyway. my favorite still was the, my favorite still was UFC, we'll find an island. That, I just, that, it, you want it, what do you, I love what, it. what? And then they have the self-produced documentary about how uh, bad journalists are. <laughs> and they're like, and then these fucking journalists didn't think I could do it. They didn't think I could make two peasants fight. In my living room while I'm naked and hard. Well, you're wrong because Viagra exists. You don't need to be hard first with Viagra. That's Cialis. Cialis, you got to get hard. It stays there. Viagra, you're just hard. So take that. I love That was a crazy old. thing that I watched. I remember watching the UFC in the Apex mm -hmm. the first time. And that's when it did hit me. I was like, fuck, you could just pay two guys to fight in front of you while you like smoke cigars. That's crazy. Yeah. You don't think that he does that? I just like Ariel Hawani's role in all of that as like there's the whole Sean Strickland thing and then Dana White being like uh, freedom of speech and then Ariel Hawani was like who would like to whose podcast wants to get 20 million views and have me on and then Ariel Hawani's just like oh yeah the guy believes in free speech who has like a program for eliminating journalists and like if a journalist asks any question that doesn't begin with Dana you smell great he's like have this man banned and have his family yeah 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 oh yeah he has his his journalist like he's uh yeah tried to eliminate independent journalism with in mixed martial arts and it's done pretty well actually yeah, he's doing yeah like like yeah ariel hawani is in an independent voice but he still has to have chael sonnen on and chael sonnen basically is like well the thing about the ufc is i like them so can you stop criticizing them because i'd like to get paid fuck you like it's very funny that way well, anyway, Club Shay Shay, do you have any other questions about Club Shay Shay? Or are you just excited to see the mess that is? So I once it gets so out of the comedy sphere, are you going to still watch Club Shay Shay? Because it Absolutely really. Absolutely not. It's really hard to watch if it's not. It's not specifically people fucking throwing shade. What's nice, though, is now. I mean, shade is like a little bit of a, a tiny bit of like could be perceived as an insult. What these aren't, this isn't shade. This is full on darkness, baby. This is people all, fucking slamming think, each other. No, no. I think what Cat, I think that Cat Williams thinks he's throwing shade. I think Cat Williams thinks I'm, I'm only saying. Well, Cat Williams also thing. just goes fucking nuts every three years, right? Not yeah. goes nuts, but like someone puts a microphone in front of him yeah, and Cat he just Williams, is Cat Williams. People just remember that Cat Williams is out there and then just are like, oh yeah, this is actually, this is very entertaining. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been long enough. It's been a full presidential cycle. Let's just have him say what he thinks about things. Like, what's crazy to me is if I was Cedric the Entertainer and someone's like, oh, Cat Williams just accused you of stealing a joke, I'd be like, the guy who got beaten up by that kid at the school? Yeah, go ahead and listen to him. Like, the minute I knew that Cat Williams was right was how defensive Steve Harvey and uh, Steve Harvey's retort was like, I've already commented on that. And you're like, oh, you did it. You for sure did it. Point two, 
Cat Williams also shouted out Mark Car uh, Curry, which is the best. Mark Curry, I'm gonna say it, is the best stand-up comedian I've seen since moving to Los Angeles. Mr. Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Cooper is a fucking beast, Dylan. Holy shit. So good. And now he keeps being interviewed at the airport by various hip-hop blogs, and he just keeps talking about how Steve Harvey's a piece of shit. I really like it. Well, I mean, they're out of comedy, really. Like, Cedric the Entertainer and Steve Harvey. Cedric the Entertainer has a uh, laugh track sitcom on CMT, and Steve Harvey has the last show that will be shown on television. Like, Steve Harvey is more, has more money than God. Yeah, Steve Harvey, because here's the thing about the U.S. is that just people don't talk about the Midwest. It's this weird thing. So Steve Harvey has a massive radio show in America that no one in America or in L.A. or New York is aware of because it doesn't air here. But it's like the fuck, like there's a billboard in Atlanta and it is the size of Atlanta and it's Steve Harvey's fucking face. It's fucking crazy. It's That's so fucking nuts. wicked. Anyway, John, Shannon Sharp. Uh, oh, his podcast will live on as will ours. The Munique interview is an absolute gem. It is clearly Shannon Sharp has pivoted and that we're going to be seeing more of these. The only reason you have Monique on is to do this is because Monique is going to attack for some reason. Her, she hates DL Hughley and will just fucking go in on people and say crazy ass shit, even though like there's apparently a bunch of lawsuits and documentation that prove she's wrong. But that's of course, according to DL Hughley, who every time I see him has more and more neck tattoos and is wearing <laughs> a weirder and weirder hat. So what I enjoy also about the Monique yeah. situation, two villains. You know what I mean? I don't know who's side I'm is, on. It Matt is Williams, funny. I'm with Cat. You were all with Cat. Monique, we don't know which side. Well, this is the thing is once when people age, it's interesting to see how hard they hang on. And it seems like a lot of people are like I'd say our parents' generation isn't really like baby boomers are letting go slowly of their youth like where where are they letting go like baby boomers don't try and wear like well actually they kind of do look baby boomers are bad gen x it's pathetic we're gonna be even worse we're gonna be like wearing huge pants at 80 or some oh, shit no 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 we are gonna be wearing fucking like there's gonna be dudes with skinny jeans still getting tattoos in a nursing home you know what oh I mean? yeah Oh, it's going to be really bad. There's Yeah, there's going to be a house tattoo guy in nursing homes. Like, I want a dragon. No. PBR, I, a PBR IV drip. Uh. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. All right. I got to go to the bathroom. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we're going to talk about some fucking bullshit. Good night, everybody. Fuck us off. See you in hell.